A foggy twilight slid into bluegrass horse country in the slipstream of a dreary day. May 14, 1890 had been eventful in one aspect only. Some 70 miles to the west at Churchill Downs in Louisville, a racetrack drying out from heavy rains the night before had led to a mild surprise in the Kentucky Derby. The favorite, Robespierre, lost to a horse with the Irish name Riley. The news flashed out of Louisville in a flurry of Morse code, flying in bursts of static down the telegraph lines connecting Louisville with Lexington. The news was good for a Lexington woman named Belle Breezing as she opened for business that gloomy night. A derby upset meant her clients would argue the outcome over more beer and bourbon than she usually sold. She knew, because she had been in this business a long time, that the liquor would be flowing until well past dawn. The customary cast of characters settled into her parlor, waiting for Belle to open her accounts ledger and thus signal the opening of the bar. As the spirits flowed like a rushing stream, Miss Bell kept score of the beverages dispensed. She settled in for a long evening and smiled at her guests, most of whom she counted as friends. She was a pretty woman, not strikingly beautiful but pleasing in appearance. She stood only five feet two. What she lacked in physical stature, however, she made up for with a powerful presence. This petite woman, her rust-colored hair drawn tightly in a bun, had stood down whores and criminals, politicians and policemen, while operating the most lavish and expensive brothel in the bluegrass. Her friends included governors and former governors. Men in a wide array of powerful positions had befriended her. Well-known bankers, lawyers, businessmen, and dealmakers in the horse business. They made the laws. They ran the local economy. And they had made Belle their confidant. She seemed to them the perfect Southern Belle, knowing precisely how to charm a man with the flicker of her eyelashes. Men had always liked Belle. She had few women friends. Born and reared in Lexington, Belle had worked her way up the hierarchy of prostitution before opening her own brothel on North Upper Street near the city center in 1881. During those nine years, Belle had established her formidable client list. Most of her patrons were connected to horses because most of the powerful men in the bluegrass were involved in some way in the business of producing fast and stylish bloodstock. You could hardly walk in the door of any business in Lexington without hearing horse talk and realizing that each and every business served the community's equine interests. The depth of this connection extended well beyond the hay and grain suppliers, saddle and harness makers, veterinary surgeons, dealers and horses, and other ancillary operations necessary for maintaining a large-scale livestock breeding region. Bankers were heavily invested in the business, for they enlarged their bank's portfolios with loans to horse breeders. Numerous elected officials also bred bloodstock, thus ensuring that the racing and breeding of horses received favorable political treatment. Lexington's horse interests would even finance the construction of their own place of worship, the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd raising nearly $200,000 beginning in 1924. In Lexington, horse culture was so bound up in the community that young boys grew up reciting horse pedigrees. As General George Armstrong Custer would note on a visit to the city in 1871, the talk in Lexington was nothing but horse, horse, horse. Most people who frequented Bell's house talked horses as well, including Bell, who loved going to the races and betting on horses. She might have been quite successful at the racetrack, for in her position she certainly stood to receive privileged information from her clients. Belle's patrons knew she appreciated the horse business. 
They knew that at her house, they can enjoy a night of drinking among like-minded men while perhaps sailing a deal on a horse. And if they so desired, they could walk upstairs for a longer night with one of Belle's prostitutes. Men respected Belle's rules. They wore evening dress when they paid a visit to her place. Likewise, Belle did not permit her prostitutes to be seen downstairs unless they were wearing evening gowns. Men paid well for the privileges of Belle's well-run brothel. Hers was a $5 house in a neighborhood of $2 establishments.